welcome back to our, our Friday podcast. It's Elizabeth and Naomi here again with another episode from the flat. And we have two new special guests again. It's Richard, Richard and Celia. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's lovely to have you with us. Um, <laughs> oh, look, we sort of match. We're ready to come Oh, you do oh, match. Oh, oh. <laughs> with bananas. <laughs> you listening to the audio. We're both wearing yellow. Yeah. <laughs> Because we're bananas. <laughs> yeah, probably true, actually. <laughs> Ask Richard the leading question about what have you been reading? Yeah. I've got a book to recommend, which is a really, oh, it's a fantastic book. I'm hoping to read it once I've got it off and say, oh, fantastic. So, Richard, what have you been reading recently? <laughs> um, funny, a lot a lot of different things, really. Um, I think if I was going to pick one out, it's probably um, this book called On the Road with St. Augustine. Wow. I think it's David K.A. Smith. I've never read Augustine's Confessions, um, I confess. Um, <laughs> and I may <laughs> never actually do it. But this this chap, he's really interesting. He's, some, he's sort of something in between Philip Yancey and, and Francis Schaeffer, feels like that. Mm-hmm. So it's really relating... Um, a lot of what Augustine discovered in his faith to much more contemporary search for meaning and purpose in life and addressing himself to all the sort of big issues of life about um, intimacy, death, purpose, ambition, all of those kind of things. He's done as a narrative, in a sense, because it just takes you through through St. Augustine's life and his reflections, but also just relates it to um, an awful lot of contemporary literature, stuff, a lot of which I haven't read, it has to be said, Um, (laughs) but looking at existentialism, for example. And he sort of argues quite persuasively, you know, that Augustine faced up to most of the questions that um, existentialists have worked through later on. I, I found it really helpful for me because it brings together the world of uh, of our Christian faith with the contemporary modern world mm. um, in, a, in a really helpful way and just demonstrated how we can speak into contemporary thinking in a in a very biblical and straightforward sort of Christian way. Something that like that. Sounds like quite a feat to bring St. Augustine into <laughs> contemporary thinking. But yeah. hey, <laughs> if it works. I'm not well versed in either. So. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, he starts off with, it's called On the Road with St. Augustine, and he starts off with Jack Kerouac, and this whole thing about, you know, the idea of escape in in lots of literature and films and everything, the road movie, uh, the road is is life, life is the road, Mm -hmm. and actually just saying, you know, this isn't coming from from a Christian perspective, not in a trite way, it's about the arrival, it's about the reality we get to. And yeah, it's just really, I mean, like Camus, you know, um, the Algerian, uh, Franco-Algerian existentialist, apparently described himself as Saint Augustine without the grace. And it was the whole question of suffering. No, but this is what he said. It was about he couldn't get past suffering and any idea that God could allow um, suffering Mm. to happen. Whereas Saint Augustine um, went beyond that, went Mm. went through that Mm. realisation. So it's kind of a bit like, it sounds to me a bit like the snippets I've got. It's like, so the things people are talking about today and they think, oh, this is something really new. But mm. that Augustine had been there already, you know, like 300 AD or whatever. He, he was already talking about these things. And so, mm. but it's just that we haven't kind of, maybe, maybe the writers making the connection with today mm. that we might not otherwise see. So yeah. it's quite mm. exciting, really, because 
it means as a Christian who has has thought about stuff that people are dealing with today and has spoken, you know, relevantly to it. But we we just need to go and go back and read and, yeah. and see how he answers some of these things. I have to say we got it as an audio book first. <laughs> I think uh, I love the audio book. I really it's recommend really it. Really good. Yeah. Really, you know, some audio books you get people reading and you just go, oh, for goodness' sake. But actually, yeah. <laughs> this, chap, this chap reads it brilliantly. Um, yeah. It's not the author; it's somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Is that enough for that's enough about what I'm reading? Yeah, that's <laughs> a solid recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're trying to um work out how to arrange a Woodcombe wide book swap, something that if you're reading a good book and you want to give someone else the opportunity to read it or you want to know if anyone else has a copy and then they like, want to talk about it, whether uh, we can somehow arrange for that to happen, maybe through yeah. the newsletter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm all for that idea. I think we, we've talked about it in the past because it's true that sometimes a book's recommended and you buy it and you really, really enjoy it or mm. maybe you struggle a bit with it or, or have some questions about it and then you don't really have the opportunity maybe to even get together with someone else who's read it or to, to lend it to somebody and then mm. talk about it afterwards. Helps you helps reinforce the things which are, you know, your challenge. Have you ever read a book that's got you really, you know, really got your back up, like a Christian book and you've just been like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, because that's another way in which actually it's probably really helpful for you to go yeah. talk to somebody. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah. Rather than just like, um, mm. yeah. yeah, rather than getting frustrated. Yeah. You even mm. talk through your frustration, find out what it is that frustrates yeah. you. Yeah. And probably come yeah. around to the fact that it actually revealed some yeah. truth about me. <laughs> Where is exactly. the actual problem? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I do find it interesting that it's. Um, it's often really helpful to talk to someone about a book that you've read, particularly if it's challenged you, because otherwise that you, as you're reading it, you feel really, really hit and really personally yeah. affected. And then uh, a day or so later, you've mm. completely forgotten it. But if you verbalise it with someone or if they've read the same yeah. book as well, yeah, maybe yeah. Like they've yeah. got something yeah. out of it that you haven't. It's, it's really yeah. good to, to read a book with other people. Um, yeah. 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 When was it? The, the harvest was it? Harvest Thanksgiving last yeah. September. Peter mm. Harris, when he visited, mm. and um, there was him and who's the other guy? Dave Bookless, about the Christian and the environment. <laughs> yes, true. And I really, you know, I found the really challenging. But at the time, life was so busy. I I bought the books and thought, yeah, of course mm. I'm going to read yeah. them. And then I think I started skimming through Peter Harris, and it's just awful to do that, isn't it? Because you're really not mm. doing someone justice. So. Come lockdown, it was in my pile of books, and I thought I really must at least read it properly. Mm. And you know, I found it so challenging. Um, a lot of, in fact, I did loads of underlining, which is why I partly said I shouldn't talk about it on this podcast because <laughs> I'll end up just taking over the whole, the yeah. whole thing with it. But I, I found it so challenging, and I really wanted to talk to somebody else who'd read his book yeah. to see, you know, because. There are things in there that we just, I, I think, especially a church like Whitcomb, I think if we're honest, we've kind of sidelined things like the environment as a kind of secondary, well, that's a kind of niche area, but mm. not for, you know, not the priority. And yet he was so challenged about, you know, you can't actually be a, a follower of Christ and not care about God's creation. How can mm. we be? And yet we, yeah. we, we are in so many ways just not living that out and plus it's a fantastic link to people outside the church because yeah. there are people mm -hmm. outside the church 
way more passionate about the environment than we are. And and yet, if we were a little bit more passionate, it would really be a fantastic a bridge, bridge to the gospel because yeah. we have a reason yeah. to be passionate about the environment. So speaking of nature, have you been doing much in your garden recently? Yeah, it's been fantastic weather for yeah. reading, hasn't it? Yeah, in fact, as you were mentioning the audiobook, I can remember Richard had... Uh, the Augustine book playing while we were gardening <laughs> which was really bizarre because I was digging up weeping yeah he's got really good point here <laughs> we do we do we do a good line in what we call uh, nodcasts where where we listen to things and yeah. uh, they actually send you off to sleep um, <laughs> so, uh, I was definitely I think I was dropping off in the uh, uh, yesterday afternoon it's the, the weather's can the weather is very conducive to to nodding off in the garden. I've mm. obviously got to that age. <laughs> I think you have some new residents in the garden, though. Oh, the tadpoles. We have tadpoles, which are nearly frogs. We um, <laughs> Nadia, when school finished, rather abruptly, um, rather abruptly, <laughs> um, rescued the tadpoles. Somebody took half of them, and she brought the other half home. Um, and so this led to a pond, which is a vast. I think 70 centimetres by 40 centimetres pond wow. in the garden. <laughs> wow. um, but she did a brilliant job of, um, of digging it in and um, filling it up. And uh, we've, we've even put a, a tiny dwarf lily in it just for the fun oh, of it. Oh, lovely. Uh, I don't think it'll ever flower, but we've got, the, we've got half a lily pad. Um, oh. But um, yeah, small scale ambitions, I think, is what we're talking about. But you can... Uh, there's something very relaxing about staring at tadpoles for mm. half an hour um, when you can get out of a Skype meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Skype the little tadpoles. Yeah, sorry, got to check on the tadpoles. What do you think, Jeremy? <laughs> Are we allowed to talk about the residents in the house? That's quite entertaining. Yeah. Go. I mean, we, have, we have some mice. Oh, those ones? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we like um, our family and other animals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite interesting. Yeah, Celia went to... Um, get some of her shoes and um for some reason they were full of dog biscuits and the mice <laughs> or a mouse have been sneaking out taking things out of jack bowls and storing them in one of her shoes um, under a chest in the kitchen yeah which is quite entertaining okay. so we've we've set the humane traps and they um every time they fall for chocolate we go for a for, i hope a long enough cycle ride and they get released into the wild shall we say uh, we're hoping we'll get to the end of them soon. That's fantastic. Wow. Wow. Are you sure there's more than one? It's not just like getting a lot of exercise and coming back. <laughs> Chocolate and dog. Oh, no, 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 three. So we caught three so far. I, I fear the um, R may be greater than one to use current <laughs> terminology. I think the reproduction rate of mice mm. is. Particularly on dog food. That must be quite like quite nutritious for a little mouse. Yeah. <laughs> like steroids to a mouse. <laughs> Add into that the chocolate. <laughs> yeah, it's on a high. <laughs> oh. But if you can get a um, chance to go on Facebook on my wall and Thomas's wall, there's a, a short documentary that Thomas was asked to, to do for his mm. university work. And it's fun. I think it's fantastic. I know you're not supposed to blow your children's trumpet or whatever, but that's quite... <laughs> It does well. You see a mouse on there as well, but it's it's quite a good. If you want to know how lockdown is for the Fords, it's quite yeah. a good little oh, lovely. little snippet there. Yeah, have a multimedia mm. podcast. Um, we have a link to it. Yeah, <laughs> Ooh. 
be underneath. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's very strange to think that one day it might be on British Pathé as like part of the archived footage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My granddad took yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, they are saying this, aren't they? Keep journals and diaries. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Write our lockdown diary. Yeah. Mm. Well, it turned out he has got, he has actually, he did have a great uncle um, who was in the film industry as well. From my father's side, he was oh, really? called Tom Ford. Um, so I'm like a time traveller if you ask me. <laughs> odd, isn't it? Yeah, he did the sets for um, Lawrence of Arabia and The Shining, I think. Wow. Quite um, a combination, those two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, if something runs in the blood, but it skips a few generations. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you just have to be called Tom. Like, maybe that's, yeah. that's the key. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Mm, I can't yeah. speak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making up words. I am making up words. Yes, the um, lockdown vocabulary is um, interesting. The noises that, that come out of my mouth when I think that they are are oh, making sense. Um, yeah. I'm a bit worried about when we re rejoin the real world. <laughs> I'm struggling. The wild. Um, because we, you sort of develop a very specific, a can I call it an idiolect, where just like the way the two of us communicate. Um, ah, then, yes, common apparently. Yeah. 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 We had this when we were in, some people won't, maybe won't know that we lived in France for mm. uh, every year. In fact, two lots of six years we we had in France to do with Rich's work and the first period of six years was when we had children so all the children were born in France and I was in a kind of lockdown situation when they were all small because uh, Richard went off to work and I was living in this huge house on the edge of a forest <laughs> somewhere in the suburbs of Paris wow. and I didn't know anyone and there weren't any toddler groups and there wasn't school mm -hmm. and you know so I was pretty much living this isolated, similar kind of yeah. uh, life to, to know. But it's funny how, because we have our children in France, we ended up with this vocabulary, like you say, <laughs> kind of unique vocabulary to an English family who'd had their children in France. So all those, so when we came back to England, and we met the, the kind of social network, which is parents <laughs> of young children, which mm. many families at Whitcomb enjoy, you know, mm. We we were kind of like entering into this world with a vocabulary which didn't quite fit. <laughs> so we hear about uh, the poussette instead of the pushchair and the biberon instead of the you know the bottle and we just because it was a new vocabulary for us mm, we just yes, adopted the French words you know and we just incorporated so them into cool to use the English ones yeah yeah so it, was, it was the funny kind of franglais mm. you know <laughs> it's quite difficult coming back because you um. Uh, in France, they know you're English, and so if you act strangely, they put it down to you being English. Uh, when you come back, they expect you to be English. So all your strange behaviour, because you've been in France, is put down mm. to you being strange. <laughs> it's not, not excusable. In France. Speaking of being strange, we apparently are the only ones. Yeah, we didn't get any submissions for our um, <laughs> lockdown strangeness, so it is just so us. We are yeah. in it alone, I think. Yeah. But we did get a commiseration um, cake from Dan <laughs> Alexander. Oh, it was really lovely. It was really lovely, cake. actually. Yeah, yeah. she dropped it off. Yeah, no, it was sweet. Well, Ooh. thank you both for being on the podcast with us. It's been really lovely to catch up with you both. Oh, lovely to see your lovely faces. <laughs> Love to everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.